So start off by telling me, are you really fine? everyone and welcome to our fourth episode of No Really I'm Fine. Thank you so much for staying with us throughout the week during Mental Health Awareness Week. We are very excited to bring you this fourth episode here. So I am joined today by my lovely co-host Michael Pearson. Hi Michael, how are you today? Are you really fine? I'm good you know, I'm okay yeah. Um, With it being Mental Health Awareness Week this week, um, the national picture is everyone is talking about their mental health. It's trending on Twitter and things like that. So, you know, it's great when we have that because actually you feel like everyone's having a conversation with you rather than it being something you're doing alone. So, yeah, yeah pretty good. How, how are you? How Are you really fine? I'm all right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bit stressed, but, um, you know, like like we both are with, with, the, with the pods, but you know, I'm, I'm excited as well. So I'm just hoping that people are loving it as much as, as we are. Um, but yeah, to, to talk about our podcast, this episode's a bit different, isn't it, to what, what we have been doing with, with the talk about body image and body positivity. But this episode's exciting in itself because I feel like it really stands out and it's really unique. And at the end of the day, it's your baby, isn't it, Michael? This was your idea. And when you pitched it to me and Kate, we just we just really loved it. We fell in love with it. And I just feel like it's something that we all should be going out into the community and doing more of and, and actually seeing the physical evidence of who who is out there to help people with mental health. So do you want to just talk talk a bit about it and give our listeners a flavour of what's to come? So basically, this is a first of a series of sort of spin-off episodes, as it were, that we will do sort of every four or five weeks where I'm going to go out into the community, as you said, and... This could be anywhere in the UK. So this week we're in Manchester and what we're looking at this week is a link between food poverty, so food deprivation and access to good mental health support. And it's a food poverty cafe that's basically getting everyone through the doors and giving them a really nutritious, healthy meal. And then if they want to, there are people there that can trained professionals who are giving mental health support and that was that is today's episode basically it's not in a compact confined studio it is in the it is in the zone because that you know it's out into the community because that's where mental health is it's everywhere it's not in these four walls it's Mm. all over the place so the idea was was that every four or five weeks we're doing these various different ones we've recorded already a couple of like really inspiring ones and this was a really great place to start given body image the the, this is a different look on body image and and how in the other way when you don't actually have that that help that good access to food Mm. that it affects your body image in a completely negative way yeah and it's it was really powerful episode and, and it is a really powerful episode and I know when you went down there, it was it was a very emotional experience for you, wasn't it? Oh God, yeah. So the so I spoke to a guy called Simon, and he was one of the volunteers that runs. They have two arms to the the food poverty cafe. So they have the actual cafe itself, mm. and then they have a second bit, which is just a catering arm where they do catering out in the community. And it's really good because Mind Manchester, who run it, what they do is they say, you know, if you want to support people with mental health 
conditions, you can get involved with the Mood Food Project in mm. Manchester through the catering arm. So it's actually, there are other ways that people can help support that. And it's really good. And like Simon, who runs the Mood Food Cafe, he was so inspiring. And we spend, there's, there's a nice chunk of the episode where you hear his story where he you know, I'm not going to go into it in too much detail, but he was really down out and, you know, now he's just completely transformed his life. And it was just for me, just a humbling experience. And hopefully that's what everyone's going to enjoy right now. Hello, everybody. Hi. 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 Um, so what are we making today? Tacos. This is the Food for All Cafe in Manchester, and it's more than just your ordinary lunch spot. This is a food poverty cafe that's bridging the gap between food deprivation and access to good mental health support. According to the Greater Manchester Food Poverty Alliance, around 600,000 people, including 200,000 children, are said to be living in poverty in the city region. This project, which is run by Manchester Mind, is tackling that epidemic, and today we've joined the Pay What You Can lunch session. My name's Leslie Valentine. I'm 68 tomorrow, and I'm a Mancunian. We, we came here as a couple two years ago. Um, I mean, I suffer with depression, and though I don't use mind, um, I know I know a lot of these people are in here that you do use it. It's um, it's a good idea, um, and it's run by mind, and it's uh, a lot of people. Appreciate it. That's the word. We appreciate what mine are doing. We don't mind putting money in the box. Um, it, it's for the community. Um, I've retired. Um, my wife's my carer. Some, some of the people haven't worked for years, and it's it's. Not, some of them don't get a proper meal, and you get three course meal here for free. Um, it, it's it's. A, a great idea. I think every city should have one. Hi, I'm Sue. I'm a volunteer in the kitchen in the science centre. I have been for a few years now. And it's quite enjoyable. You have your moments, but, you know, just carry on. Helps with your mental health, being in here and all that, you know. Well, I've been in Newmar my life, so I know this place. I used to come in before I work, you know, because I have mental health problems. So, yeah, so I've just started volunteering, and it's been great. You know, I still have a few issues, but, you know, you just get on, don't you? And what particularly about this has been sort of great with your personal mental it's health? a lovely place to work. It's friendly. You get to meet people that are probably in the same situation as yourself, you know what I mean? You know, I love cooking. I love meeting new people, you know, so, yeah. And is it, do you think there's like a combination between sort of cooking and mental health? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's, you know, helps you to relax and that, doesn't it? Do you know, people find it hard to feed themselves this day and age, you know, as you know. So we get all sorts of people in, you know, some have problems, some don't, you know. But that's what we're there for, to help. But you get a lot of support here, you know, because we, we can talk to anybody. You know, we all talk to each other here. You know, and if you've got a problem, try and sort it out amongst ourselves. You know, if you're not feeling it on the day that you come in, you can just go home or have a bit of time to yourself. You don't know, please get too much. Because sometimes you do. 
Next, I spoke to another volunteer, Simon, who helps run the Good Mood Food catering arm of the Food for All project. He stumbled upon the cafe after realising he needed to do something more serious to tackle his anxiety and depression. This is his truly inspiring story. I actually found out about it. I actually lived um, in Trafford, Old Trafford, and I used to walk, if I walked up to city centre, I used to walk this way up Stratford Road. I walked past the building numerous times, didn't know what it was. Um, and there was one day I was walking back home and I just seen uh, on the side, I think it was on the door, it says this volunteer and to fight this. And in the past, I knew volunteering had helped me with my mental health. So I thought, well, I'll go in and I'll see what there is available. I went into reception. At, at this time, my anxiety was really, really bad. So I went into reception, I asked about the volunteering. I'd done that, but while I was there, the person must have noticed my anxiety was really bad. So she told me about, they had an anxiety and a depression group. It was actually on a Wednesday. And she told me that the anxiety group was actually on at that time. Um, and she said, it's a dropping group, it's an open group, you can just go in. So I was obviously very, very nervous, but I decided to give that a go. And I actually went into the anxiety group and spoke for about an hour. Because <laughs> um, it was probably the first time I'd spoke to anyone about my anxiety in probably over a year. So um, that was good. I think it was about eight months later. It was a Wednesday. And I was actually um, walking, because I, I, I used to actually come in the cafe and use the cafe. Um, and I was actually walking to the cafe, I think, for a coffee. And I actually met Sharon, I was walking down the stairs. And she, you know, she said, hi, are you still interested? And I said, yeah. And we, we went and had a sit down. We had a chat, she said, you're still interested. And she was just telling us one of my references she couldn't get hold of. So I just said, well, what, uh, you know, we can work that out. And we arranged for me to go in the next week. I think it was on a Thursday. So, I mean, I was quite excited after that. Was, you know, my hopes went back up. But then I was thinking, my first thought was, well, there's going to be people who I don't know. Um, and at that time, I didn't really speak to anyone. I actually come in on that day really nervous. Um, but I walked in, it was fine, everyone was nice. But yeah, I just, at that time, my confidence was that low. I mean, I'd always liked cooking, but I didn't have the confidence to do it. I wasn't even doing it really at home. So, so I just literally um, washed pots for like two hours. And I spoke briefly to a couple of the members of staff and you know a couple of the volunteers, but not much. And I, I liked it, but I was still just ultra, ultra nervous. So, and then I just carried on uh, with that, just doing one or two hours. And I, at the time, they were actually doing the, they were actually doing the outside care catering from this this kitchen. So I used to see that, I used to see them doing it, seeing them running about, seeing them really busy. And I think it was after a few months, I just thought, if I can ever be doing any of that, then I'll know my mental health's a lot better. Um, but I, but I mean, I, I, it just looked impossible for me when I first looked at it. Do you feel that coming here and having that routine, as it were, that coming into the cafe, that was what was building your confidence to do that? Yeah, yeah, I and mean, it didn't literally speak to anyone. I felt safe and secure in, when I was in the, in the cafe and I, and I could tell that the people really cared. So I, I started opening up to a couple of the people who worked. Um, I just felt if I was really stressed about something, I could talk to them about it. 
So, so then um, with, with the buffets and stuff, I started off on that. You know, what I really liked, they really had a lot of patience. Because a lot of the time, just because of my confidence and stuff, I maybe wouldn't take things in properly, what they were trying to tell me, show me, but they just had a lot of patience. Um, and I just started seeing the rewards and I started, you know, for me it was like moving up, you know, getting certain jobs was like me being more confident. They obviously seen that I was more confident, so then they would give me the other jobs. And, you know, I'd, I'd started by that time coming in more than one shift a week. I mean, I was doing a few, like two or three, and I wasn't just staying for an hour or two hours. I was staying for, like, the whole day, basically. But I was liking it because it was getting me out of my flat, for one. I felt sometimes with my anxiety, I was a bit of a prisoner. You know, it was either I didn't want to be in there, so... I had to get out, but I didn't really, apart from the cafe, I didn't really have anything else to do. Or I felt so anxious in the outside world if I had to go into town, etc. then I just wanted to be in my flat because it was some sort of safety net. Do you think that, you know, when you said, you said at the beginning that you had tried, you'd, you'd had issues with your mental health previously, and did you think that those things you were doing before weren't helping, but this, for you, was, was that key? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think one of the main things was I really love cooking. I mean, when, when you're in a really bad mental health situation, I mean, cooking or eating is the last thing on your mind. But what I really enjoyed, especially with in the cafe, as you know, mate, you know, you felt as if uh, you, were, you were helping someone. Uh, you know, I was helping the team. So it made me feel part of something. Uh, but it was also interacting with the customers as well. And I started to get a lot of self-worth, which I'd never really had before. Because I always felt, because of my mental health, I always felt a bit of a failure and stuff. So actually just speaking to the people and interacting, I felt a bit normal. But it was really strange that when I left this environment, then I, a lot, especially at the start, then I'd revert just back to myself as soon as I left. Because it was just sort of a comfortable environment for me to be in. You know, you've been here for three, four years now, and you know you sound so confident when I talk to you. I know, I know it's probably not the case because it's the same with myself. But you know, now, um, if we're talking about right now, what sort of the really positive things about what what you're doing here, particularly with the the good mood food and things like that? What's so great about that for well, you? I mean, what's great about it is definitely the routine. Um, it's not always the same days I go in, but it's just the routine, I know. I think what I like at the moment is, I think at one time, they thought it would maybe be better for my mental health if I just concentrated on either the cafe or the outside catering. But I felt as if I liked both of them. I like the, the cafe side where you're speaking to people, you interact and you can make stuff and put, you know, people can comment, it's really nice and it's healthy. And, but then I also liked the outside catering because it's... Well, you know you're literally making money for mine, basically, and it's a business, so you feel as if you're contributing there as well. And it's, more, it's a lot more structured. And for me, that, like, that just helps my confidence. You know, they, they, like, I know now I can look at a sheet, like, which was my dream, basically. I don't know what sort of dream it was, but I can look at... They know that I can look at the sheet. I mean, I don't make sandwiches. That's for sandwich artists down there. But literally everything else... I can do. So I so they literally know that if there's two people on sandwiches and there's me, I can do the other side of it, which is, you know, the fried items and the salads and the, and the other bits. So um, it's, it's just confidence. It, it, 
and you, you feel you feel as if you're really helping and you feel really appreciated. Um, it's like now in, in this in this building, full stuff. Now everyone knows me as Simon. From, well, Simon from Mind, basically. And that's a great thing in itself that you've you've managed to yeah. build those relationships with people. Yeah, and it's not, it's not just that. I mean, it's just literally. I mean, there's a lot of staff in the in the Zion now. I know there's a lot of the staff from Mind who because I never used to really talk that much to the people in the offices from Mind, and you know, there's a few people I did, but now. You know, just generally everyone <laughs> in, in mind generally knows me now. So um, it's nice and you, you can just, uh, what's always got me is like the people, you can tell the people really care. It's like, it's sort of like a second family sort of thing. Well, a sort of, a sort of good family sort of thing. Because my family is from Cumbria. It's not, I'm not really that close with a lot of my family. But yeah, so it's, uh, it's, it's nice. And you know, there's been, especially over the past couple of years in particular, I've had really highs but really really bad laws as well um and you know the, the, i've just been helped out a lot at mind you know and probably a couple of people in particular have probably went above and beyond what you would get anywhere else i think i'd love to i'd love to work for mine definitely i mean that'd be, that'd be nice um but you know i'm still on this journey now um so obviously you can't run before you can walk because i think a lot of people do that they I'm feeling good now, but I've got to keep on with what I'm doing. And I've got to keep on. So mine's probably one of my constant things that when I'm working in mind, that's, I always know I've got to keep that up. Well, for me personally, I feel as if I have to. But I'm, I'm starting to do other things as well now. But yeah, I mean, this is like one of the contents that I do um, that I know that helps me mental health. Uh, but I mean, long-term goal, like I said, I'd like to work for mind. I'd like to... Um, do something, uh, maybe not a support worker, but maybe a mentor or something like that for someone. Because I mean, I do like helping people, and I've had a lot of help for me, and I know how much it's helped. So I'd like to maybe do something like that. We all have mental health, and it's just as important as physical health. No, really, I'm fine, shares real stories and experiences. But we aren't experts and this podcast is not an alternative to getting official medical advice. If your mental or emotional state quickly dips or you're worried about someone you know, help and support is out there. Talk to your GP or call the Samaritans on 0800 58 58 58. For advice on how to help a friend or loved one, visit rethink.org. My name's Tara Kinsella. I'm the volunteer coordinator for Manchester Mines Food for All projects across the city. And I'm Sharon Kelly. I'm the manager of all the Food for All projects across the city. So what happened, there was a small bit of funding available from the city council um, and we sort of went for it and got it. And the need sort of arose, I guess, from um, lots of people's benefits being sanctioned and stuff like that because... I think previously to then we had saw less people um, in food poverty, but then the, sort of the rise of it and it was it became so popular that we and, and necessary that we have done so many more of them across the city and it's one of our busiest three of our busiest days now. Yeah, Manchester obviously has some of the highest rates of poverty and deprivation in the country uh, and that's comparative with a high rate of mental health problems. There are clear links between poverty and poor mental health, particularly food poverty and poor mental health. 
And that's why a great deal of our work in general across Manchester Mind is focused on working with people who are not only struggling with their mental health, but also um, the impact of surviving on a low income, managing debt, uh, being in insecure housing and poor diet. So the Pay What You Can session here, um, and also we deliver another one um, in Bruns- in collaboration with the charity Just Life at Brunswick Church. They're delivered from venues with the most economically, uh, environmentally, emotionally and physically deprived uh, areas of the city, really. Um, so we want to deliver services within those areas that focus on inclusivity um, and we aim to engage people who are in positions of social vulnerability and a great way of doing that is by providing a nutritious meal. Um, we, in these areas and doing this, we're working with people who generally don't have access to some of the things we take for granted. So, you know, to sit down and share a meal with someone and to experience the nutritional benefits of a good diet and, you know, lots of vegetables and lots of fruit. If if we can give that to people, we can use that as a bridge into conversation. Yeah, and this is the, the big point about it, is that you guys have seen this link between mental health and food poverty, and you've brought that together in quite a special way. And, and for, for you guys working for here, you know, how great is it for you to see on the positive side the people actually coming through the doors, you know, on a regular basis for you guys? It, it's crucial, that actually, because one of the other things it, it creates is a situation for our reach as a charity to be expanded and for services to become more accessible for people. So... Whereas we have um, referral systems into our supported volunteering and we have um, m- uh, places where we advertise volunteering opportunities to support that, those are accessible online or you can get leaflets or fill in a form or contact us via the telephone. And the problem with that is that there's a whole um, a whole groupings of people that don't have that access opportunity so with this if people are coming through the door week on week getting to know us building rapport with the staff and the volunteers who are engaged with us already they get to know us and then you know questions start to us like, oh you know how have you made that and then we have the conversation about how we've made it and then oh how long have you been doing this well I volunteer actually and the reason I started volunteering was xyz and now it's helped me in this way and then people will go oh you know well maybe i might like to get involved in that and that does happen we've had a lot of people who regularly attend the pay what you can sessions who have become our volunteers who have helped us deliver the services and that continues we have applications all the time and that's more through going to the counter and talking about what's what they can physically see and doing it that way so it's a it improves accessibility And Darren is exactly one of those volunteers who has become part of the paid working team here. Nervously clutching onto his cup of tea, he told me his story. Um, I first came to Manchester Mind as a volunteer in 2012. Uh, Following a university degree, I'd fallen into depression at this time. Um, I was unemployed and had become socially isolated, had poor self-care and self-esteem. I came to Manchester Mind to volunteer on their supported cafe placement. Um, I found this volunteering role very helpful with my mental health and it enabled me to 
learn new skills, get out of the house and into the community. It allowed me to meet many lovely people. Do you think that when you came out of university and things like that, I, you know, when, when I left university, I was a bit like, oh, what am I going to do with my life? You know, and, and you, I feel like a lot of people maybe do fall into a sort of a place of anxiety and stress and worry. Was that something, was that quite similar to yourself? Yeah, things got on top of me a little bit. Um, and being unemployed, I became a bit isolated and um, that had kind of knock on effect to my self-esteem. And uh, coming to Manchester Mine was a great way to kind of get, get out again, meet people, kind of feel like I was uh, learning new skills as well. And like, so when you first came here, what did you start to do? Is it was, what, how did your journey start here? Yeah. So I started on the supported cafe placement, but I was quickly offered other volunteering opportunities as well, such as their allotment project. I took part in that. Um, I did some volunteering and fundraising on things like charity bucket collections. And uh, eventually I ended up um, volunteering in the admin section, providing admin support to Manchester Mines staff. And that's what led on eventually to the, the paid opportunity. And I've been told that apparently now Good Mood Food would not happen without your admin work. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> that's very nice for people to say that. Um, yeah, I do play quite a big part in processing the Good Mood Food orders, liaising with customers via phone and email. So I, I do play a kind of very uh, rewarding part in Good Mood Food. And do you think when you first came to, to, to do the, the, the work here, that do you think you could have actually seen yourself talking to people on the phone and things like that? Do you think that could have been something you, you could have done and, or was you know, your mental issue, or were your mental health issues getting in the way of that? Yeah, I actually never had an office job before volunteering in the office here, so I learned a lot of kind of admin skills. I overcame kind of a lot of anxieties about, you know, speaking to people on the phone and um, communicating with kind of local businesses, things like that. It's something that I never could have seen myself doing when I started. I also supervise kind of a volunteer admin team as well. So I get to meet lots of lovely people who bring a range of like experiences and skills to the volunteering role. They provide like admin support to the Manchester Mine staff. Recently, in fact, we had one lady who had a similar journey to myself. She started volunteering in the cafe and then she moved on to uh, admin volunteering with myself while doing a part-time degree in business admin. And now she's actually moved on into paid employment in the GP surgery. So it's very rewarding to see things like that happening. Yeah, like how, how does that make you feel when you've got something like that? Is it a nice feeling? Yeah, it feels really great just to see people kind of living up to their potential and having a similar journey to myself and, you know, moving on into kind of rewarding paid work that they were looking for. Mental health is like a continual journey. It's, you never leave it completely behind. There's always ups and downs, and I've found that this place is very supportive for that kind of thing. You don't face that kind of stigma or, or anything like that. And, um, yeah, I want to continue my journey with Manchester Mind, seeing, seeing the services expanding in the future. So, so the, another reason that we kind of got into to setting up this uh, service was that um, people were using food banks a lot and although they're great, um, nutritionally I think they, they miss the mark sometimes. So what we wanted to get people to come along to do uh, was to serve and eat a really nutritionally balanced meal. Because the whole thing about, you know, how, how what you eat makes you feel good. So if someone's in a nutritionally better position, they're more likely to have the conversations that Tara was talking about, about uh, looking at their next need. If their, their nutritional needs are starting to be met, mm -hmm. they're more likely to talk about or open up about their mental health or anything else that they've been experiencing. Well, to me, I mean, the, my background is chef and, and uh, nutrition. 
um, as well as sort of working in mental health. So it's something that I've always been really, really passionate about. So being able to see this getting rolled out and seeing it making a difference, you know, I've got, got not that I want everyone to be vegetarian or anything, but there's a lot of people who are choosing, um, even within the groups that were coming now, quite the, the, sort of the healthier option, which would be the vegetarian option. Um, and that's just really lovely to see that even within um, groups who would normally be sort of struggling food-wise, they're, they're making really nice choices as well and seeing that as a as as, as that their health is, is important. Is it a reality that this may be some people's actually only healthy meal they get in a week? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, th- that is the truth. Um, and that is also why people come back and food's a great conversation starter and understanding nutrition you will see is something that the people that access our service become interested in. And even if it's just for that one day, the feel-good factor for them in having looked after themselves by coming and eating the food that we're providing boosts their um, well-being. And also what you said before about how do we feel, I think it's key to think about how the volunteers delivering the service feel and some of the feedback, the positive outcomes there are that their well-being is improved by seeing the impact directly that we are having on their community. Because lots of our volunteers, they live around here and they're part of that community. And that, you know, sharing and kindness is a real boost to self-esteem, which is one of our key outcomes in the volunteering. The scale of it is, you know, we have the pay that you can where we're working with people who are, you know, sort of needing... Um, a lot more support and stuff like that. But the, the, the other side of it is, is Good Mood Food, where we have a social catering enterprise, um, where we still have the same message going out there, good, healthy food, um, and the people who sort of support that are, in theory, supporting the other side of it. They're helping for us to support and buy the, the meals for pay what you can. So, um, Also, you know, this is a, a food poverty project and obviously you, um, I'm guessing, are mindful about where your your food comes from, where it goes, how, you know, what's the food journey itself for when it comes uh, into the project? So uh, we, uh, I don't know if you've heard of the charity Fair Share, but we, you, they um, provide local charities and businesses with surplus food stock that would otherwise be wasted um, so where possible we try to utilise that so um, that comes uh, on a weekly basis and we try to do a bit of a ready steady cook alongside um, the stuff that we have you know the, the general the, the stocking in, in the kitchen and also we're very conscious about um you no waste no food waste so at the end of a pay what you can session it happens very rarely but when it does happen and there is leftover food uh, we also make sure that that's made available for people to take away uh, we might you know give that to people in um, so they can bring an additional healthy meal home to somebody who may otherwise be unable to provide one for themselves i mean i had a conversation with somebody recently and she had asked for a takeaway meal um to take home with her for her partner who was struggling with quite extreme social anxiety and was unable to leave the house but she wanted to share uh, the food with him and obviously they were experiencing food poverty so it helped them so she was for a while taking home but though that kind of accessibility to food as well like and we we don't waste anything we make it all available at the end of the day for people to take extras home 
think most Graham have been using the service or the cafe here for at least two or three years now. Uh, a lot of people are put into a situation of poverty by the benefit system. It's very difficult for people to feed themselves. So having a place that provides a free meal, especially with such good quality food and nutritional value, it's going to be helping people out. And for you, um, you know, you, you've been using this service for a while, so, you know, is, is this a place where, is this a safe space for you? I'd, I'd say it seems pretty safe. I've never really encountered any sort of, I'd describe as problems or issues since I've been coming here. I think like, issues related to, like, for example, motivation to be able, willing to cook, having the energy, drive to do it. What could like yeah, uh, impact on a person's uh, food well-being. Another aspect of it is I'm a vegan, and they, they always have a vegan option here, which for me is a you know basically I wouldn't be coming here and I wouldn't be eating here if there wasn't a vegan option. I find that the food here is both very uh, tasty, very good quality. And it's also quite nice to see a lot of people around. Although sometimes it can be a little bit crowded for my tastes. Well, no, to say thank you to the people that run it and have been running it. You know, I think they're doing an excellent job, and I'm really grateful to them for it. Thanks for checking out the show. I hope you join us on the journey as we explore mental health. You can follow us on Twitter at I'm Fine Podcast underscore. Where we'll have loads more information and some sneak peeks for future episodes.